The Retirement Question, a new series from Christians in Sport with Graham Daniels. Hey, welcome to the Christians in Sport podcast and the Retirement Question. At the heart of this is who am I when I'm no longer an elite sports person? But in today's podcast, we highlight something very specific in Debbie Flood's career. 12 years an Olympic rower, every single day, up at the crack of dawn, bedtime, the whole day monitored, geared, gym, in the boat, running, nutrition, sleeping, team meetings, the whole day filled, 12 years. And then you wake up one Monday morning, diary empty, not just for the day, for the week, not just for the week, for the month. Imagine the psychological pressure when you're young of not knowing what you're going to do every day and losing all routine. That's one of the key factors at the heart of this conversation. So I'm going to be talking to you about retirement. Uh, Retirement after a CV which looks like this. And it does matter, actually, to the retirement issue. Four times Olympian, Sydney 2000, 04 Athens with a silver, 08 Beijing with a silver, and retires after London 2012, which is quite a climax, actually. Uh, World Championship, gold, three times, 06, 07, and 2010. And as I just said, after London 2012, that was it. That's a long career, Debbie. That's a long career, highly decorated career. Can you talk me through your retirement experience? Yeah, well, my retirement, actually, it was harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, Before I retired, I actually thought it was going to be fine. I thought it was going to be smooth because I trained full time 15 years. I was ready, uh, ready to move into the next season of life. Um, And I always made my decisions before the major events. So before London, I'd already decided whatever the result, you know, the next season of life was was going to look different. It wasn't going to be rowing full time. So I had a plan. I had a plan for the year. Um, I was looking forward to the um, you know the year that I'd retired. I was going to see friends and family. I was going to do all the things that I wouldn't normally be able to do as a full-time athlete. Um, I had a month where I was helping with church missions. So I had my year planned out. I had holidays planned. So I was really looking forward to it. Um, but after, actually, our result in London was, was quite disappointing in the end. Um, however, an amazing game to be a part of. Um, but after the after the games, you know, I had a wobble because I thought, oh, do I want to end? Do I want to end on that on that result? But you know, I had decided, and I never wanted decisions to be made based on my emotions or based on the results. So, um, carried on into my into my retirement, and actually, it, the first few months were were good. Um, you know, I had plan, I had purpose. You know, I was passionate about what I was doing. I was enjoying seeing my friends and family. But it got to about December. And you know, I suddenly felt like um, I was about to go on holiday and I was suddenly felt like, oh, my life had kind of been chucked up in the air and like what direction was it going to be landing in? Um, so, yeah, I definitely had a bit of a wobble just before Christmas within that year, um, having gone into it thinking it was going to be just smooth and easy. Tell me about the wobble. Were you, were you scared? 
what were the emotions that came with the wobble? Yeah, I think for me, you know, as a full-time athlete, you know, you have such a routine, such schedule. Um, you have to be in the gym every day at seven o'clock. Uh, you know, you know what your kind of year looks like. You know when your races are. You know when your selection is. Uh, you don't really have to think too much about <laughs> the, you know, your day-to-day life, really. You just kind of, you're training hard and you're you're embracing life. You're getting on with it. You're going through the ups and downs. And I really enjoyed the first few months of being able to do my own thing, you know, travel around the country, see people and get involved with helping with things. Um, but yeah, then I got to I got to that that end of November time and I was about to go on another a wonderful holiday. And I just I don't know. I just felt like I needed something to get my teeth stuck into mm. a bit more. I felt like. You know, I was I was tired now of deciding what to do with my days and uh, mm. making my own decisions. I quite liked having mm. that structure and schedule that I'd had before. Um, yeah, I always used to think that I didn't really like being told what to do, but actually, it is quite nice to be told what to do and to be given a bit of a routine. So, I think that was my that was my wobble really that the lack of structure um, that I'd lost in a way. Interesting that you go to structure. Um... What you haven't mentioned, and not that you should mention, is people. Mm. So you, once once London's done, so we're talking in the summer, it, it's now six months later, effectively, mm. at Christmas time. Structure's one great factor. What about people? D- did that matter, uh, not being in touch with the people that you would have been in touch with, or was that less of an issue? I think for me, um, you know, I was actually very blessed in my transition out of the, the sport because... You know, my club had put so much into me and so many people had helped me out as a young athlete that I wanted to continue to do that um, for the years after I finished training. So I was still involved in my rowing club. Um, I was still doing some um, kind of coaching, mentoring bits and pieces along the way. And I knew that I was going to race with some of the development girls that, that summer, following summer. So I still had bits and pieces of rowing within uh, my life so it wasn't as if I'd come out of my spot and I'd suddenly lost all of the rowing world and and was nowhere near it actually you know I still saw many of those friends that I'd made because I'd made such such deep friendships I still kept in touch with uh, many of the athletes that I trained with and you know my local rowing club Leander Club was just down the road so I was pottering in and out of there so it wasn't a complete cut off from my sport at that time. Uh, that explains it substantially because with other athletes uh, that we'll be talking to, uh, what we find is Mm -hmm. that it is that point of retirement that in some sports you can't go back. Mm. You can't go into the changing room Mm. uh, after you've left. Yeah. And then you're really cut off. You have to leave. Yeah. You yeah. didn't have to do that. No, I was I was really fortunate to have the opportunity to be able to go back and mentor within my sport and race and train with some of our development girls, um, which I did actually further down the year. Up until that point, I had done too much. Um, but in, in after the new year, I did more. And then for the next mm. three years, was very involved in, in the rowing club. And, um, you know, that was a real blessing to be able to input into, you know, a world and a life that had given me so much and that had... Um, you know, in, in which people had helped me out as well. So that did help very mm. much. There's definitely something here when we think about elite sports people, uh, it seems to me, about seeing that your gifts from God as a sportswoman can give you tremendous uh, fame uh, and reputation. But there's something about the mindset that says, I'm not finished 
when my career is finished. Mm. I can serve, I can give and I can get joy from it. It's not all about the winning. Mm. There is the serving, the sport beyond that. It's a lovely thing to hear from a thought through athlete. Can I ask about your faith in, in this matrix of retirement? What role did having a Christian play in this process? That may not have been the case had you not been a Christian. Yeah, I mean, it was it was key really because you know it, throughout my career, um, my faith was was my stability and anchor um, because that's where I knew my security was. That's where my identity was. Uh, my identity, you know, the core of me was not, you know, and whether I was winning or losing. Actually, the core of me was, you know, in my my faith as a as a Christian, you know, a child of God, and you know, whatever was going on in the sport. I knew that God's view of me was unchanging and his love was unchanging. So actually, you know, I found that a lot of my friends when they stepped out of rowing had that identity question, you know, what's my worth? What is my value? Whereas for me as a Christian, I, I know and I knew then that my value and my worth is is huge. You know, every human being on this planet is you know, precious to God and has huge worth and value. So I didn't question that. Um, it was more that, you know, what was, where was my life going and what was I doing with my life as opposed to who was I? Um, so I think, you know, my faith had a, a huge impact on, you know, that transition and the stability of that transition really, because I wasn't questioning myself or my worth or value. I, um, you know, I knew that because I know what God says about um, all of us. So, my yeah my wobble I said in a sense was and where I needed to trust and rely on God was okay well you've got a plan and purpose for my life you know what is that going to be and trusting that you know God knew what that was going to be because he makes us with with value and purpose as well um and you know I had to see rowing as you know that was my season of life in rowing that was that season of life and actually we go through different seasons of life don't we whether it's work or sport or, or whatever that might be in family and I knew that I was going into a new season of life and I, you know, I trusted that, you know, God had that in hand and, you know, that actually I needed to enjoy this time off first and then, and then I was going to be doing something else. But I think the wobble was more, what am I going to be doing? You know, what is, what does that look like? I wanted to know what that looked like. I wanted to be getting on with something. Mm. Um, so it was, it was trusting that, you know, there was something there for me to be doing. Absolutely fascinating thinking this through because you've talked about three big ideas which I think come through all the time when we think about elite athletes just all the time the big idea the biggest idea I think for me is identity who am I mm. am I a rower a hockey player rugby player or am I safe in this world because God loves me mm. and I happen to be a very good rower Getting that the right way round is probably at the heart of grasping what Christianity means for an elite athlete. Mm. Uh, it seems to me at the heart of it. But you've also talked about two other facets now. God did make you a rower, uh, capable of being a high-level rower, and therefore the talent and the schedule that you talked about on mm. retirement, missing 15 years' worth of routine yeah. there's nothing wrong with that is yeah, there yeah. you know craving a new routine 
that's part of retirement, I'm sure. What routines will I follow mm. now, even if I know who I am? And then the third bit is relationships. Mm. How will I s- structure new relationships when I've left an old vocation behind? Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to struggle so much with that. Mm-hmm. Many do yeah. because you could stay on at Leander yeah. and mentor others. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the... I did miss the banter. Now I had it in a small sense when I was at the club, but my role was very different there. You know, I was I was kind of a bit more, you know, the the not that it wasn't a role model before, but a bit more the role model, a bit more the the senior person. So I did miss that kind of peer to peer banter um, that I'd had for those fifteen years. That was definitely something that <laughs> it was missing. But you know, I think you know one an important thing to remember as well that it when you come out of your sport. It does look different. It's never going to look exactly the same, but it doesn't mean that it it can't be amazing and exciting and, you know, to have passion about the next thing that you do, but it does look different. It looks very different. I, I first went into the prison service and just the, the environment, the t- team or not team environment or when it was working well as a team, you know, it's it was just a very different attitude and ethos and environment to the rowing world. So... I was passionate about the next lot of work that I then went on to, but it looked different to the rowing world. Mm -hmm. If you were to give one piece of advice to high-level athletes who've gone through the duration that you went through of time Mm -hmm. and investment of your life in that part of your vocation on retirement, what would that advice be? Um, I would say, firstly, know your value and worth as a person. Um, your sporting career will have taught you so much um, about yourself and and how to interact with other people, how to you know how to work hard, and that is transferable into whatever you do, any area of of life. So you know, know your worth and value um, in who you are, and also that it is going to look different. Um, it is going to look different it just is to the to the sporting uh, structure and environment but um you know embrace life be passionate about what you do next um and you know if you know your worth and value and you're passionate about what you do then you've got always got something to give um you've always got something um that you can be you know putting into the area of work or life that you're doing ways you can bless others and you know expect to to be able to give that but also expect expect to be blessed by others too and and also it's so important to look back on your sporting life and just be thankful remember and be thankful and just recognize what a privilege that was and what an amazing area of life and world to have been a part of um representing your country um yeah definitely a way to uh, to be thankful of this that, that part of life that you have had I love that in Debbie Flood. Did you hear it? Know that you are valued and have worth. Did you hear her say, be thankful for that part of life that you've had? That's where Debbie Flood sums up the retirement issue. All the way through this, we've tried to say every elite athlete struggles massively with who they are when their career's over and they're the person who used to be somebody What you heard in Debbie is at the heart of the whole thing. What a Christian gets 
is that God has made us and we're valuable and worthwhile because he made us and he loves us. He just happened to give us talents, in Debbie's case, to be a rower. But that's not who I am fundamentally. I'm his child. I belong to him. And I'll be his child for eternity. And I'm also somebody who once was young and fit enough to be a brilliant rower. That's what I've loved about these podcasts. Finding your real place in the world and in the universe gives you freedom to be thankful for the gifts that you've been given and you've been able to employ from the creator who gave them to you. If you've enjoyed this Christians in Sport podcast, you can find lots more episodes on iTunes or any podcast app that you use. All you need to do is search for Christians in Sport. You can hear an interview with Debbie about her whole rowing career in the series and indeed many other elite athletes who talk about their career experiences, not simply about the retirement issue. Just have a look on iTunes or your podcast app. Hey, one more thing you might want to do for us. If you've enjoyed the series, would you leave a review on iTunes? Because it just helps more people to get to know about the podcast and therefore listen to it. Finally, if you're an elite athlete, why don't you get in touch with us at christiansinsport.org.uk. We would love to hear from you and we'd love to help you on your way as you think about sport, life, the universe and everything. It's been great having your company. Have a great one and look forward to seeing you next time. The Retirement Question, a new series from Christians in Sport with Graham Daniels.